What is going on, everybody? Welcome in. We have got quite an episode today. Uh, we are recording this. It is 11 o'clock Central Time, noon Eastern on Thursday, February 18th, and my Indianapolis Colts have a new quarterback for the 2021 football season. Uh, just broke maybe about 15, 20 minutes ago that Carson Wentz is going to be sent to the Indianapolis Colts from the Philadelphia Eagles for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. That second-round pick can become a first-rounder, but Carson Wentz would have to play 75% of regular season snaps or 70% of snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. So realistically, what you're looking at for it to become a first-round pick is uh, Carson Wentz would have to start 12 regular season games, uh, or he would have to start, um, I mean, I guess technically 11 and a half games, and then uh, he would have to play 11 and a half games while also uh, the Colts make the playoffs. So uh, let's let's just get to this first. You know, there were reports for a while that Indy had offered up two seconds, that the Bears were in pursuit. The Eagles really did themselves no favors by leaking all this information out um, because it did them no favors in getting anything back. The market was not there for Carson Wentz like they expected it to be. They were saying that they were holding on to a first-round pick. Uh, they were only going to do it for a first-round pick. They were you know, still fine moving forward with Carson Wentz into the season. When all these rumors started... It was clear Carson Wentz was not going to be a quarterback of the Eagles. And whether that even be, say the Eagles didn't trade him, Carson Wentz wasn't going to want to play for Philadelphia beyond this season just based off of how this offseason was handled by Philadelphia. This is a shit show for the Eagles. Make no mistake, yes, they finally got rid of their quarterback. Uh, They can move forward, and we'll talk about their options uh, a little bit later on in this episode. But make no mistake, this is a shit show by the Philadelphia front office. This is a joke. I, I mean... Let me pull it up, the tweet that I've got right here. It kind of makes you laugh about the entire situation. Because, uh, you know, Carson, they traded, what, a total of five picks uh, to go and get Carson Wentz in the draft. Let me pull up the full full tweet because it's a a pretty funny one to read. Uh, Shout out to to Zach Berman uh, of The Athletic for sending this out. Uh, The Eagles spent five draft picks to acquire Carson Wentz in 2016. And then 20 months ago, they gave him a $128 million contract. They are now taking a cap hit in excess of $33 million to get out of that contract. And all they get in return is a 2021 third-round pick. And at best, it becomes a first-round pick in 2022 that is in the 20s. Because realistically... Uh, if the Colts are a playoff team, the lowest they can pick is 19. And uh, look, if the Colts are making the playoffs next year, Carson Wentz isn't starting 70% of snaps. If the Colts don't make the playoffs, they just made it with Phillip Rivers. Uh, their younger core is only getting older. They were missing a couple key guys there last season as well, too. Their left tackle goes down. Wide receiver production was up and down. If the Colts don't make the playoffs with Carson Wentz, he is not going to see more than 10 games next season. It just won't happen. Um So look, (laughs) you get a second and a third round pick, you unload the contract, but you still have to eat 33 million of it, and 
there was no market, and they kept trying to make believe that there was some market. And the, and Chris Ballard, who, who's worked in trades before, he doesn't stand up. He gives his offer, and he says, bye. My offer is there. Bye. You know what I'm offering. Goodbye. So I am just I, – I, we need to understand, yes, the Eagles finally get to unload off of the Carson Wentz contract. Yes, the Colts are taking on this contract, and they are taking on a risky player – um, where, look, this, this this is a risk for the Colts. They're in a potential Super Bowl window. They've got one of the better, younger rosters in all of football, the only team last year to have a top 10 offense, defense, and special teams. A lot of their guys are young. Some of those guys are going to be due for extensions. And now you bring in a quarterback that is going to be paid a lot over the next four years. So it is a risk for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't want to make it seem like we fleece them out of this deal. It is risky for Indianapolis. If this doesn't work out... If this doesn't work out, it's 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 going to look bad. They didn't give up a whole lot. I'm not worried about what they gave up. I'm worried about just Wentz, you know, spoiling what's a really good few years of Indianapolis football before we might lose some of these guys to free agency or, God forbid, some of these younger studs end up getting hurt. Um, but this is this is bad for the Eagles. This is really bad for Philadelphia um, to have to eat that money, to not be able to really get anything significant in return just to unload of that contract and to get a player who didn't want to be there out of there. Like I said, 20 months ago, they gave him $128 million. Um, so let's take a look at it from, from the Eagles' side, and, and let's take a look about their future now. So they've got a new head coach. Nick Sirianni is in there. Weird that... He wanted Carson Wentz, I believe. I, I thought he wanted Carson Wentz to be the starting quarterback. Here's what people need to understand. The Eagles need to be taken seriously in this quarterback market uh, for this upcoming uh, draft. Um, Jalen Hurts, fun guy, lovable. Um, you know, outside of fantasy football last year, I think I – think People really love Jalen Hurts because he was a guy that you picked up at the end of the season, and fantasy-wise, he did great for you. You know, he runs the ball a lot. He got a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, he was a, a late ad for a lot of people, so people must think, oh, he was good. He did not have a good season. He should, to me, he's not someone who is uh, a franchise quarterback moving forward. So now, with the Philadelphia Eagles sitting with the sixth overall pick, now you're taking a look at another team inside the top 10 that is going to need a quarterback and that is only going to make things messier because obviously the first two overall picks are most likely going for quarterbacks uh, the Jets still have to move off of Sam Darnold that'll be a domino that happens later on but number one and number two are going to be taking a quarterback now three Miami they're probably sticking with Tua I would advise not to especially if a guy like uh, Justin Fields is still available or potentially Zach Wilson if the Jets choose to take Fields instead I think both of those guys are upgrades over the Dolphins, but I don't believe they're going to do it. Atlanta seems like they're going to be holding on to Matt Ryan and trying to get one more window of competition with him and this new head coach and Arthur Smith. Bengals aren't going to. The The problem becomes is that the teams like, uh, let's, let's say, for instance, the Denver Broncos, if they were interested in trying to move up, or for all these teams that are trying to move up, I'll list them right now. Chicago, um, Carolina, Denver. Uh, would uh, a team like the Washington football team. Now there's another team they have to jump if they want to get their quarterback because if you've got two guys that are going on 
first and second overall picks in Trevor Lawrence, and it seems to be Zach Wilson. We're going to argue it's going to be a quarterback taken at number two overall. So then you've only got two more quarterbacks that I'd say are worth taking into the top ten. That's uh, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Now you have to consider Philadelphia at pick number six might be considering a quarterback. So if you're Carolina, you got to now jump to five or four to get your guy. Maybe there's a trade with Miami to work out where you can just stick at three and make sure you're getting your quarterback. Washington the same, Chicago the same, potentially Denver the same. This creates a lot of trouble at the top of the draft now because it's going to be that much more difficult. You know, the Eagles were in a situation, if, if they wanted to roll through with their quarterbacks and they wanted to trade out, if they wanted to just accumulate a bunch of draft picks, they would have been one to trade out of there. So this really, it's going to be a, an interesting twist to see now. Are they committed to Jalen Hurts? We're going to have to find that out. Are they going to be someone that takes a look at this quarterback market? Because there's there's talented quarterbacks at the top of this draft class. And with Philadelphia now potentially needing one, teams, like I said, I'll just name them off again, uh, Carolina, Denver, you know, San Francisco, maybe even throw in there, New England, Chicago. There are a lot of teams that were hoping to try and trade up into the top 10 to get their future franchise quarterback. Now you got to get above six if Philadelphia obviously doesn't see the future in Jalen Hurts. And I personally don't. If they try to make it work, then, you know, they can go and they can get a top receiver or maybe they can trade out. Uh, but I really just, I, I think that just based off of what we saw from Jalen Hurts, I, I don't see franchise quarterback on there. I don't see winning quarterback. Um, I see a guy that uh, struggles with accuracy. Uh, he is a dual threat, so that always adds a little bit more value to you uh, these days. But I just I don't see it working. I, I really do believe that they, they should be in the quarterback market, especially if one of Wilson or Fields is still available. Uh, I, I still would with Lance. Lance, to me, is more of a project, um, but I don't know. That's kind of where I stand on for them. Uh, so for the Eagles, it really shakes up things with the draft. It also... I mean, it's just a mess. It's a mess. You know, you this is a, a weird offseason. You get rid of your head coach. Uh, you get rid of your franchise quarterback. You have to eat a contract. You you fire your head coach late, so you're late to the to the uh, head coaching candidates. I just I don't I don't like all this. Sorry, I'm just going on a rant because I think this is just a, a shit show for Philadelphia. Now I got to talk about the Colts side of things. Um, Look, the Colts over the last few years are one of the teams that has the most available cap space in the NFL. So taking on a contract like this isn't something that puts them in a bind when it comes to free agency. Uh, there are some some parts of, you know, there are reports that they are considering uh, a guy like, um, you know, a, a top edge rusher, top cornerback in free agency. Supposedly, this is the year that Ballard is, is putting all of his chips into the table and spending maximizing on this draft class and then going forward um, and, and I guess trying to put themselves into the Super Bowl window now. And this is a move that does that. Here's what I'll say. The Colts have, um, you know, not to their own fault because Andrew Luck, that whole situation is something that's almost, uh, you know, unavoidable, you know, for Chris Ballard to come in here and to have a, a quarterback that is dealing with, you know, too many injuries and, and ends up retiring early on in, in Chris Ballard's tenure. He was given a, a situation that he probably wasn't expecting to have to handle. Uh, he thought he had a quarterback that he would have for the next decade. I think we all did. Um, so to, to have luck leave, that just adds another mess to it. And they've tried a bunch of different things to fill. You know, at first it was Jacoby Brissett. 
Then it was Phillip Rivers last year, and we were a little bit better. We made it to the first round of the playoffs, and now it's Carson Wentz. This move is one that is a little bit more um, permanent than the last. You know, Jacoby, Jacoby we knew was just going to get one year as a prove-it. Phillip, we knew it was a one year as a prove-it. Carson with this contract... I don't, I don't know what the outs are for the Colts. I don't know how early they can get out of the contract. Um, but it's something that I believe is is still on the books for another three to four seasons, uh, at least in terms of total money before they can just move off of him. So that's the one thing where I say, like, in terms of Jacoby and then moving on to Phillip, this is something that is way more permanent for Indianapolis. And it's risky. And it's very risky. This is, this is going to be the biggest gamble I think Chris Ballard has taken uh, since coming to Indianapolis. You know, there really hasn't been a ton of gambles that man has taken. He's been very timid in free agency, hasn't given out a ton of money. Of course, he, he traded his first-round pick for DeForest Buckner and then gave him a massive extension. That one, I don't think, was really that bit of a risk because uh, DeForest Buckner was a top defensive tackle before coming to Indianapolis. You know, Carson Wentz is coming as damaged goods. Um... This is the biggest risk he's made, and I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's an impatience thing or if he really does believe, um, you know, what he's hearing from Frank Reich, because I don't believe this deal gets done if Frank Reich isn't the head coach of the Colts. I don't think Chris Ballard is intrigued with Carson Wentz if there isn't that tie uh, to Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. So now coming to Indianapolis, um, we're going to have to see. It's going to be risky. You know, if Frank Reich can tap into what he made uh, Carson Wentz into in 2017, this is a home run hit. It is. If you're able to get someone... Look, if Carson Wentz turns into what he was in 2017 when he was the MVP front runner until he tore his ACL, if he becomes even close to that version of Carson Wentz, this is a home run because at the end of the day, you give up a late first-round pick and a third-round pick for your franchise quarterback because that's what Carson Wentz becomes if you can get him back to that. He was a team's franchise quarterback 12 games through that season. It was his, th I believe, second or third year. It was his third year in the league. I believe it was his third. And, and it was uh, it was really impressive. He, he was a very talented quarterback that season. And then injuries and confidence, it's all fallen apart. And it's been the shit show it's been the last few seasons for him. Uh, but if he can turn it around, this is a home run for Indianapolis. But it is a big risk and, and the biggest of Chris Ballard's tenure. So, um, you know, I've got a little bit of concern just in terms of this could really come back to bite the Colts in the butt because... The, the problem I have is, say this Carson Wentz thing doesn't work out ultimately. Say he's not our franchise quarterback, and say we're sitting uh, two years from now even. And it's like, okay, Carson just isn't it. You only have opportunities like this in the NFL so often where you hit on a lot of players. You are Chris Ballard has done a tremendous job in the draft. We've got Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, Darius Leonard... Uh, Kenny Moore, Julian Blackman this year, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, he Grover Stewart. He has been doing a fantastic job accumulating talent. That talent is young right now. That talent doesn't cost much. So this is putting all of our chips. We're, we're going all in. I, I mean, to me, this is saying we, we know that at some point we're going to have to pay all of these guys. And we're not going to be able to pay all of these guys. Because some of those guys aren't going to want to stay in Indianapolis. Some of those guys may choose to leave. And I don't believe it'll be Darius or Quentin. 
Uh, but maybe some of those second tier guys might want to just get paid and they want to move on. They want to try something else. They want to go to a, a fun market. They want to go to a big city. That's kind of what I think, you know, these next two years are really important for the Colts to maximize what they're getting out of Carson Wentz and getting out of this team. Because if we sit here two years from now and Carson isn't the long-term solution and we aren't winning games, we aren't getting further in the playoffs, you know, this this Carson Wentz deal to me is a failure if we don't advance further than we did with Phillip Rivers. Because I think it's all well known now that Chris Ballard told Philip that they weren't going to bring him back, and that's what made Philip retire. He wasn't going to move to a third team, and Chris Ballard was the one that closed the chapter uh, in Indianapolis. And so, if we don't move further than Wild Card Weekend with Carson Wentz, uh, it, it's a failure. This is supposed to be the, the move that takes him to the next level, and there's a lot of risk that comes into that. Um, you know, in terms of draft stuff, you know, it does put the Colts out of the market for a quarterback. I would, uh, you know, there was a lot of reports that they were potentially going to try and trade into the top 10 to get Justin Fields. Apparently, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich love Justin Fields, uh, but that won't be the move now. Now, look, you know, at pick 21, they probably go offensive tackle or a defensive piece. Um, but this is, this is Chris Ballard saying, all right, we've messed around now. I've done well in these draft classes. We have a lot of cap space. We're going to go all in here, and that's what they're doing. And, and hopefully it pays off. I'm inclined to be a little skeptic just because we aren't getting 2017 Carson Wentz. We're getting 2020, 2021 Carson Wentz, and that is a, a very different, drastically different quarterback. Uh, but if Frank Reich believes that he can be the guy to make this work, then, then I'm all for it. Because, look, Frank Reich was the same guy that last season – told Chris Ballard to get Phillip Rivers. They had worked previously when he was an offensive coordinator or an offensive assistant in San Diego at the time. He was the guy that said bring in Phillip Rivers. And hey, Phillip Rivers had a good season last year, much better than his final two in uh, with the Chargers. He had a really good year to finish off. Um, so look, if Frank Reich believes he can do to Carson Wentz what he just did to Phillip Rivers, then I got to believe it. But I... I, I it is going to be one of those things that you kind of have to wait and see because if it doesn't work out, yeah, you didn't give up much, but you're paying a guy a lot of money when you're in a potential Super Bowl window with this core that is in place. So, you know, it's it's scary. It's scary to be in this position. It's scary as a Colts fan to say heading into 2021, our quarterback is going to be one of the worst starters of all of last season. Um it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. It's very early on. Of course, I'm going to be extremely antsy for the next nine months now to see how this works on a on a football field. But we'll get there, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully have stuff to uh, be impressed by with Carson Wentz. So, um, you know, the Eagles. Just to recap, uh, the the Eagles to me, this is just a shit show. You get off of your quarterback that you were paying a lot to, but you're eating $33 million this year. And, uh, and you know, now you've got to start new with Jalen or drafting. You've got Sirianni in there now. It, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Um, but it's the position that they put themselves in. Um, and then for the Colts, just have to wait and see. It's scary. It's scary, but, you know, there weren't a ton of better options out there. It would have taken a lot to get into the top 10. 
you know, if you wanted to trade for Sam Darnold, that could have been a possibility, but I'd say he's even more damaged goods than Carson is at this point. Plus, there's no prior relationship with the Colts and uh, and Frank Reich as there is with Carson and Frank. So, you know, it's it's... There weren't a lot of better options out there. I would have loved to have taken on Stafford, and it seems like the Colts were holding back that that first-round pick. They didn't offer up their first for Matt Stafford. Whether that would have gotten it done, I'm not sure. I would have rathered Matt Stafford, but um, you know, taking a look at the options, I, I you know I, I probably would have liked to trade up into the top ten to get a quarterback ahead of taking on this contract. But now Carson Wentz is our new starting quarterback, so I just gotta. Shut up my mouth and hope it works out. So that's all I really wanted to do with this podcast. Just 20 quick minutes taking a look at the trade. Um, I'm actually currently working, so um, need to get back to work. But uh, one last thing I wanted to say before we head out. Um, I put it out on Twitter. I put it out on all my social media. We are starting a NFL Draft newsletter next week. Um, it's going to be Spring Blake's 2021 NFL Draft newsletter. Um if you want to sign up for it, it's essentially going to be a mailbag, three emails a week with all of my NFL draft offseason written content. It is going to have mock drafts. It's going to have big boards, uh, scouting profiles for my top 100 prospects. It is going to have team needs, some free agency stuff mixed in there, some uh, mailbag questions. Might do a mock draft with some of the people that subscribe to the newsletter. Um, head over to my Twitter. There's a link in the bio there to sign up. I'll put it out on Facebook as well, too, so you guys can sign up there. Like I said, just three emails a week with all my draft content. We're going to do two podcasts a week. So what the, the layout looks like is uh, articles on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The podcast will be on Tuesday and Thursday, and that will cover all of our offseason stuff. I've been taking a break since the Super Bowl. I'm currently finishing up my job at Paychex, uh, my, my sales job. I'm finishing up at the end of the month. I've got some exciting news to share about what's next for me, but uh, I can't officially announce it yet, but it's some exciting stuff professionally. Um, but still going to stick around with this draft content. It's actually going to give me about a, a, a... Really, this whole situation works out kind of perfectly. So my next venture isn't probably happening until the start of May. Uh, so this gives me two months to, to put the most work that I've done yet into this NFL offseason and this NFL draft, and I'm extremely excited about it. So going to put out a lot of content the next few months, um, and then you know I'll hop into my new job next, which I'll share as soon as I can officially announce. Um, so subscribe to Spring Blake's 2021 NFL Draft Newsletter. It starts uh, on next Monday, February 22nd. We'll have my first uh, mock draft out there. I was actually just working on it last night. Now I got to make some edits with this trade because I think it definitely shakes things up. So we'll have to go into all of that. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to Quick Hits. My name is Blake Pace, and uh, we will see you next Tuesday for our first podcast of the uh, NFL offseason. Peace.